0: Nope, we don't need to speed up the process. We don't need to nuke this. You know why? Because this is the non-microwave truth. I am CL Whiteside, and this is brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry. The holiday season is here, and that means a bunch of y'all gonna be out here shopping. Y'all be careful, don't let these stores get you. They're trying to get you to buy everything. Now, holiday season for me means I'm going to eat good. And that just made me think, I need to share with you and remind you, make sure you're getting spiritually fed. Don't forget about timeofgrace.org, which has tons of resources which can help spiritually feed you. Videos, devotions, different articles, Pastor Mike Sermons, other podcasts that you can find on there. Timeofgrace.org. Go and check it out. Don't forget about it. And to my people that have left reviews, hit the five star. Thank you. Keep it coming. Keep it coming, because that's how some people find out about the podcast or check it out on YouTube based off the likes. So if you haven't done it yet, make it happen. Make it happen for the glory of the Lord. Now, enough of that. Let's get into our first world problem. Our first world problem question is this. I'm thinking holiday theme. And our first world problem question is this. What is your favorite holiday? What is your favorite holiday? And tell me why now, in my house, you know Thanksgiving just ended, but we had our Christmas stuff up. I think like October thirtieth. I thought it was November, but then I look at the calendar, I'm like, I think my wife put it up in October, like I don't even know if Halloween had happened yet. We didn't had our Christmas stuff up for a long time. So her favorite holiday season is definitely Christmas, but I think mine is also Christmas. It might not be to the extreme of her. Who's watching Christmas in July on Hallmark and putting Christmas decorations up before we even get some Thanksgiving decorations up or in October? But I think it is Christmas. And for me, it just helps me get refocused. I think I get a little time off of school. I get to focus and think about what is this season actually about? Jesus, the birth of Jesus, and how he humbled himself. But I want to hear from you what is your favorite season? And tell me why love to hear from you on instagram or twitter my handle is champion life 23 if you're on a other social media platform go ahead and dm me and let me know if you're on youtube drop it in the comments right now what is your favorite holiday season and tell me why and this is our first real problem it is dinner time The title of our episode is happiness is overrated. Now, hold up. Stick with me. I know some of you are like, hold up. I got to turn this off now, because how many times in our world are we told do what makes you feel happy or you have people that are talking to you and they'll just say, I just want to be happy. But as Christians, is this something that we should follow? Is this a model? That we should follow. Now, when I think about happiness, I think about this. A lot of times when people are talking about happiness or or being happy, they're talking about getting what they want when they want and life going how they want it to go. That's usually what they mean by, by happiness. And just something for you to think about as Christians can you be happy if someone dies? Can you be happy if you've been messed over? Can you be happy if you're failing at life? Can you be happy if you don't know how you're going to pay your next bill or where your next meal is coming from? Like, can you be happy with that? Can you be happy if your relationship status is, is in limbo or you just got dumped or you just got cheated on? or you like, man, I don't know if I'm ever going to be in a relationship. Can you be happy with that? Now, a lot of times if you say, yes, I'm so happy this happened, people would be like, bro. You are insane. And I'm not necessarily talking about that type of of happiness. But what I'm talking about is as Christians, we can still be joyful and we can still be pleasant, despite those type of circumstances happening in our life. And it's almost a given that something bad, some hardship, some challenges, some obstacles are going to happen in our life. But can we still be happy? Or a lot of times I'm going to say, can we still be joyful? And the reason I say joyful, when I'm talking about joyful, I'm looking at joy as this joy to me is more of a, a choice. It's not just focusing on your present circumstances, but it's looking towards the future. And it's also looking at maybe even the past. And with that, joy is knowing It's good there despite it not being the best in your mind or the ideal situation or what you would have picked. That's what joy is. Joy is still knowing that something good is there or something good can come from there. It's it's when you can see that there is good there and that's looking at it from a godly lens or hopefully a a godly perspective. Now, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I'm going to share with you how I talk to myself at times because sometimes you know what I want to do. I want to duck. I don't want anything to do do with suffering. I duck suffering. like I don't want to deal with that. And you know what I say to myself? I just want to be happy. Like sometimes I just want it easy. But then sometimes when I get in the word and the spirit starts uh, convicting me or, or speaking to me, it's like there is no way in the world I can be at my absolute best if I'm ducking suffering. Like, it's very hard to be at your best when you're missing or when you're you're trying to avoid suffering. And I just want you to think about some of the favorite, some of your favorite people in the Bible, some of your favorite people in the Bible. They had to go through hardships. They had to go through obstacles. They had to go through suffering. They had to go through suffering like that's something that the bible mentions to us all the time. Now, on this episode of happiness is overrated. Here are a few things that we're going to look at. We're going to look at like how learning how to to suffer. You know, learning how to endure and to be content. Learning how to choose joy. Because we can't just always be like I'm so happy especially from a worldly fleshly sense, from a flesh sense. We can't do that. Now, We're going to look at the book of Philippians, Brother Paul. Brother Paul was breaking some stuff down in in this book, and I recommend you checking out and reading this. It's only four chapters. And when I'm talking about happiness, I'm talking about that thing that's uh, temporary. And a lot of times it's fleeting. It's a feeling that's based off of our, our flesh, not off our spirit. Joy, I'm talking about is based off our spirit. Okay, so first thing i want to look at in the book of philippians is learning how to suffer or learning how to endure and the first thing on how we learn how to suffer or how to endure is we got to know we already possess as christians we have to know we already possess as christians this is from philippians chapter 1 verse 2 this is him saying this is paul talking he says grace and peace to you from god our father and the lord jesus christ he's reminding us what we already have he's reminding us what we already possess and that's God's love we have God's love with us every single day every single moment every single place that we go as Christians like do you think about that I know sometimes I don't I definitely don't think about that now the second thing is how can we learn to suffer how can we learn to endure having the right perspective Perspective matters so much. And Paul breaks this down. This is in verse 12 of chapter one. It says, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Now, some of you like, hold up. What happened to Paul? What, What is Paul talking about? Where is Paul at? Now, Paul had been in prison like it seems. And I think a lot about biblical scholars would say Paul was on house arrest as he was writing this. House arrest. Now, you talk about him taking a bad situation and turning it into something good. He says, you know what? This is for the reason of me advancing the gospel. He's on house arrest. He's on house arrest. and He's like, well, this this is a good thing. You talk about perspective. It goes on to say, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace garden to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of my brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. So people, so Paul is like, you know what? Even though I'm in chains, even though I'm on house arrest, people getting more bold and, hey, that's the advance of the kingdom. So praise the Lord. That's perspective. Something that most of us will look at and say, this is bad. Oh my gosh, poor me. Like, why I'm on house arrest. Paul is like, this, this is not a bad thing. In fact, my brothers and sisters are becoming more confident in the Lord because they see me. And God is using me in this. Ooh, that's good. That's good. That's something I got to remind myself. Now, I'm going to switch over to the NLT version. And this is something that no unbeliever can say or be looking forward to death with certainty like this. They, they can't. So watch what Paul is talking about with this. And this is because of the overwhelming evidence of Jesus death. And resurrection that Paul knows about The Holy Spirit has revealed to him He says for our full This is verse 20 For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed But I will continue to be bold for Christ As I have been in the past And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ Whether I live or die For to me living means living for Christ And dying is even better He just said dying is even better When people trust the world, or that there's God, or that there's this God, there is no God, they start to chase the power, they start to chase fame, they start to chase accolade. they start to chase things of this world, because they don't know any better, like they absolutely don't know any better, and the only hope they can have is in this life, that's on this world, that's on this planet, because they don't know any better, they can't have the confidence that Paul has. He goes on to say in verse 22, but if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. So he's like, you know what? Like if I live, I can do more for God. But if I die, like ooh, I'm, with, I'm with Christ, I'm going to be resurrected again. But he, he has just amazing perspective. Now, most people in our world don't say I want to live to advance God's kingdom and continue to work for God. Most people say, you know. I really want to live longer so I can just see my kids grow up. I really want to live longer because I want to become an adult and do adult things. You know, most of us don't want to die or or we fear death. And when we say we want to live longer, it's usually from a selfish angle or, or some type of fear. That's a lot of times. Look at verse 23. He says, I'm torn between two desires living or, or dying for Christ. He says, I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. And I always used to say this. I think I got this from 50 cents. If I die today, I'm happy how my life turned out because as Christians, man, we don't have to fear death because of Jesus Christ and the victory we have and the salvation we have through Jesus Christ. Think about that. If I die today, I'm happy how my life turned out. Don't fear death. We have nothing to be fearful of. Now, if you were to go on to read Chapter one, you will see how Paul is encouraging the Philippians to be united and to stand firm despite the tax attacks that they can possibly face. He's like, go ahead stand firm. Like y'all can do this. You can stand firm because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. He also tells them that like suffering is a privilege, like the ability and the opportunity to suffer is a privilege. And, And why does he say that? He says, one, it helps you and gets you to focus your eyes on Jesus. Because a lot of times we're focusing on ourselves or we're focusing on our problems, but at Christians, we can focus on Jesus. And the second thing is it strengthens your faith. It's like a tough workout. You know, some of them workouts and some you I, I coach and sometimes we make practice super, super hard and we put them through a super hard workout. Why? Because we want to strengthen them, we want them to, to grow and we want them to develop. That's not something they would necessarily choose on their own. And you start to realize, like, man, how much can I do through Christ, which is an awesome thing. And the third thing is when you go through suffering, and this is something I, I oftentimes forget, when you go through suffering, you have respectable and commendable battle wounds that other people can look at and say, you know what? I can look up to this person. I can I can follow this person because they are, are Christ-like. They are God-like. I can, I can listen to them because they have been there. They have done it. They might have done something that's even harder than, than what I'm going through. But how many of us would be like, yes, put me through something super, super hard so that I can give my testimony. We like, no, I don't want to hear that. I want to have it easy. But when you think about some of those people that have that give great testimony and give glory to God it's because they have suffered and they didn't been through some things. They have been through some things. Now, the next thing when I think about on this episode of happiness is overrated is we have to learn when to become content. Like, how do we become content? This goes from, I'm going to jump to Philippians chapter 4 now, starting at verse 11. And this is Paul saying, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him Who gives me strength. Now, this is not talking about being a superhero outside of God's will, but this is talking about trusting Christ for the strength he gives us to to face these different obstacles, to face these different challenges. That's what this is talking about. He's talking about being content. And when I saw verse 12, and Paul said, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. That jumped out to me because I'm like, man, no matter how much money, no matter how much stuff, no matter how much success you have. You cannot be content if you don't know Jesus and what he has done for you. There will always be a yearning and a desire to get something that you can't get on your own. It can only come through Jesus Christ. Now, why can we be content? Why can we be content? Because we know where to find joy. We know where to find joy. And Paul tells us earlier in Philippians chapter 3, how do we do this? Choose joy because you know what's valuable. You know what's meaningful. You know what's, what lasts. And he tells us, I'm going to read the NLT version. This is Philippians chapter 3, verse seven, starting at verse 7. I once thought these things were valuable. And I believe he's talking about like, the qualifications that he had, the, the worldly advances and gains, or like the, the earthly wins. He, he found those things valuable. He says, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it as all garbage. That's garbage, by the way, garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. So when he compares all these successes, he had all these uh, things when the spirit had revealed to him what Jesus Christ had done for him and and gifted him with faith. He was just like, man, he chalked this up as a loss like this stuff is garbage. It doesn't even matter. And he goes on to say, I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ for God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith and it's like man once we know joy once we know joy what do we do what do we do paul tells us now i'm gonna go back to philippians 4 verse starting at verse 4 he says when you know joy rejoice rejoice in the lord always i will say it again rejoice let your gentleness be evident to all the lord is near do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And I just want you to think about this personally. What are some things that make you anxious? Why do they make you anxious? Most likely it's because you're thinking, I don't have any control. This is not going the way that I want it to go. There will possibly be some suffering. This is going to hurt. This sucks. I I don't I don't want to deal with that. And a lot of times that is why we are anxious. But what does he tell us to do? He tells us in prayer and petition and still be in in Thanksgiving. Pray to him. Put these requests to God. But this is something that's so key for us as Christians. In, In verse seven, it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, something I got to point out, God's peace is not no conflict or no hardships. And sometimes that's what the enemy does, our sinful flesh does. It says, if you really had peace, if God really loved you, you would never have anything bad happen in your life. You would never have any suffering. You would never have any hardships. But that's not what this peace is talking about. God's peace is confident, it's the confident assurance that Jesus is with us in any and every circumstance. That's the peace that he's talking about. Now, But we have to just remember, too, why we get so anxious at times is because our minds are in the wrong places. Our focus is in the wrong place. So we got to realize this. Put our where we put our minds matters. It absolutely matters. And he goes on to say, finally, this is verse eight. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy. Think about such things. So we have to stop feeding our mind hot garbage and then expect our mind to be mentally stable and for us to be in good places. It says in verse nine, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. What we put our minds on matters so much. And as Christians, we can focus on Jesus victory for us We can have that trust We can have that hope We can have that assurance Because his death and resurrection Is a real thing And the Holy Spirit has revealed that to us He, he has gifted us with faith And we don't need to be anxious about anything Anything And we can choose joy And on this episode of happiness is overrated We just got to think about this And this is going to be the closing thought. closing thought Your joy My joy It can only last as long as whatever we put our joy in. And as Christians, we put our joy in in Christ. Christ will last forever. Christ will reign forever. Man, that's that's so much uh, assurance that we have right there in that thought, in that motto right there. Christ lasts forever. His victory lasts forever. And what we got to realize is Christ is always working for our good, despite what happens in our lives, despite the hardships, despite the obstacles. And that's something that we can truly trust in. So we can be joy whenever, wherever, with whatever. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Happiness is Overrated. Peace, punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.